So the big question is this. How are gigging musicians like us, who don't make any money streaming, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we treat our music careers as online businesses in a way that lets us get our music and the things we believe in out to the world, yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jared Judge, and welcome to the Gigging Musician Podcast. What's up, gigging pros? It's Jared Judge. Welcome to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. I am on my way back from a wedding gig that was held on a Thursday afternoon at Sunrise Amphitheater in Boulder, Colorado. Gorgeous venue. I wouldn't really call it a venue. I mean, it is a venue, but there's no buildings in sight. It is up in the mountains. So once you get to Boulder, there is, on the outskirts of it, right in the Flatiron Mountains, there's a road. Um, what is that road? It doesn't really matter. But you take it and you go, I think it's Baseline Road. There it is. Uh, you take it, you go up into the mountains, past a park called Chautauqua Park, which is the venue I actually just took a tour of yesterday. You take Baseline Road up 10 more minutes into the mountains, into a very winding, foresty area. Then you arrive at the top, and then there's this gorgeous stone amphitheater that serves as a wedding menu. It's amazing. Um, and you can also do other things too, but one of the rules is you're not allowed to play amplified music. Um, don't tell anybody, but this couple did not follow that rule. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, you get up there, you overlook the whole valley. You can see Boulder. You could see, you know, Colorado University at Boulder, which was just gorgeous. And I think that's actually where this couple met. And um, anyway, that's not the whole point of this. I'm not telling you how amazing that gig was. But I did get a lot of compliments. Pat myself on the back here. You know, we all deserve it from time to time. I reason why I am, you know, doing this podcast today is to reinforce with you guys the value of patience. You know, this whole gig vault strategy that I share, it's a great strategy. It works. I've seen it over and over again. It works for me. It works for my students. And in fact, one of my students, Paul, he is a guitarist in Washington State, and he um, joined Full-Time Music Academy a little while ago. And just like many of you and many of the musicians that I share this strategy with, they're a little bit skeptical of it. They're like, could this really work, or how do I do this? What if I get in my head about it? Do I really visit these people on their home turf and play my instrument for them? That's kind of weird. But he did it anyway, and it, he, it took him a while to get started right? Like it took him first. He wanted to make his website look good, which I totally understand. And then, uh, it took him some time to start sending emails to connect with the people on the gig vault list, but he did it anyway. And the issue for him was some of those venues were pretty far away, especially the ones that were replying right away. They were the ones that were over an hour away, which that's frustrating. I totally get it. But he didn't say no, he said, oh, I'm going to try anyway and see what happens. And so he did it. He took a couple venue tours. And then just yesterday, he emails me saying, I've done it. I was like, what did you do? He's like, I booked my first gig from a referral from one of those venues I toured in. I was like, dude, congratulations. So it took him some time, but it did it. And, you know, it's going to take different amounts of time for each person. There are so many different factors that go into this. For some people, 
you know, it could be as soon as within a week. I've seen that happen. I've seen people implement this strategy. And when they're on this venue tour, they're like, oh my God, we actually have a gig this coming weekend that we could use a guitarist for. But for others, it could take weeks. For others, it could take months. And in rare occasions, it could take years, depending on how fast you move. But speed is the name of the game here. I am currently doing all of these venue tours here in Denver. I will say, I don't think I've gotten too many gigs immediately from them yet, from the venue tours specifically. But the venue tours are only part of the strategy, by the way. right? I talk about sponsoring networking events in the events industry, sponsoring open houses, and all these other topics like, you know, doing blog posts and generating traffic via SEO. But the venue tours, I am planting my gig seeds that I know will bear gigantic, massive, juicy fruit down the long run. I'm hungry, if you can't tell. I want some fruit. Um, so I know that this is going to work because it's worked for me. It's worked for people like Paul. And it's going to work for people like you too, if you take the leap of faith and do it. It is a leap of faith because it's uncertainty. You've never done this before. But if you take the leap of faith, knowing that what's the worst going to happen? You know, you spend some time, you go and meet somebody that, hey, if you don't follow up with them, you might never have to see them ever again if you embarrass yourself. But you're not going to embarrass yourself. And then it is going to take a little bit of time. But once it happens, it's going to happen, just like for Paul. And then when you do get those gigs, the key is to knock them out of the park, right? This is, this is the arena that I think most musicians are comfortable in, is playing a darn good gig. And usually I would have said the other D word, but I don't want to have that explicit reading on my podcast. So do a darn good job. Knock it out of the park. Play your heart out. But remember, this is like these private event gigs. These are not just gigs for you to show off what you do. Like, yes, you should show off your musicianship, but you should also show off your sensitivity to what's going on. Like this is somebody else's event. You are in service of that event and sensitivity to the venue, meaning don't bash your cases and your carts against the walls and do a great job. Be a good human treat the staff nicely, knock it out of the park in every single aspect. And if you do that, that is how you secure your long-term partnerships with these people. So have patience. The seeds that you plant today will bloom. I don't know if they will bloom tomorrow, next month, next year, but plant enough seeds and water them. And then eventually, you know, crops will start to bloom. That's kind of the idea is like, it is a numbers game. And I say this over and over again, the more seeds you plant, the more likely something will bloom and you'll have some actual plants here. So I'm going to hop off, but thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. By the way, if you want to get that gig vault, get your first contact to reach out to, go to openthegigvault.com, get it for free, and then I'll see you on the inside. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. Remember, your music will not market itself. Bye, everybody. 
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. If you like this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and tag me and post on Instagram, letting me know what you liked about this episode and let me know what you would like to hear in future episodes. That will help me serve you better. Also, I would love to invite you to my upcoming five-day full-time music challenge. Just give me five short days and I will show you a step-by-step plan to make real consistent income with your music. It's totally free and you can register on fulltimemusicchallenge.com. That's fulltime, one word, no dash in between, fulltimemusicchallenge.com. Thanks again and I hope to see you in my next challenge.